0: wow i could really use current i also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales i guess i'll just go to their website at current.tech
1: and hello movie lovers and how is everybody doing today so today i'm going to be interviewing balu essien from you know This is actually one of my favorite, well, going to be one of my favorite shows. It's called Becoming Abby. This is one of her brand new shows that's going to be airing on October 29th on Netflix. So you guys can go on ahead and check that out. Is that? October 28th. Okay. Oh, okay. The 28th. Okay. Yeah. And so I stand miscorrected, but I stand corrected now. It's actually going to be the 28th. So it's such an honor to be able to have uh, her on the show with me. So with further ado, let's go on ahead. Let's get on with the show. And hey, how are you doing? I'm great, John. Thank you for having me here today. Oh, you're very welcome. You know what? Vernon and I, we watched her show. We watched the very first pilot episode. The thing that we noticed the most was the fact that this is actually great authenticity when it comes down to the show. This show reminds me of The Office mixed in with several <laughs> other aspects of it. And I like the originality behind it because, you know, we've seen stuff in the United States where it's scared towards the workforce, where it's scared towards uh, aspects of that work life, but we never saw it outside of the United States before. So that's why mm. I'm actually very excited for this, is because it's In fact, we have a new way of actually doing things with another country that we never thought about actually seeing that and yeah. here's the thing i'm a big advocate when it comes down to religion for example nationalities and things like that and diversity mm-hmm. so when yeah. this was actually brought to me it, it really was like a huge honor to be able to do this and review this and you're very welcome and my my first question for you is coming out of the gate is this mm-hmm. so how did you present this to netflix what was like what was the very first time that you said hey look i think i have something special here but who do yeah. I sell this to? Because you know, selling it is actually h- the hardest thing to do. Yeah. And sometimes uh, some studios will pick it up; some of them won't. Some of them won't yeah. even see the outside of the pilot episode or the writing of the pilot. Yeah. So, how did you get this picked yeah. up? I think
2: it all started in twenty twenty one. That was last year. I started working on this show writing from June, and as of August September, when we were August, pretty much I was done um, with the writing. And you know, it's loosely based on my experience, so it's quite. It was quite um, sort of like easier for me to guard my thoughts because i know the experiences i've had you understand it was just about me you know deciding which aspect of the story do i want to tell um but we didn't pitch this show to any streamer directly what we did was we invested in it and we shot it because um Understanding our market, understanding the realities that uh, we are just in, we're a new production company. We kicked off actually last year, the Evolving Light Studios kicked off officially last So we knew what we wanted to do, but we were not going to allow anyone to tell us what is possible and what's not possible. You know, so what we did was we just invested, we went drive right, right into it, invested in it, in got a few friends who also believe in the project, and we shot it. And we submitted, I think, in December, yeah, November, December, also. And we knew they liked it at that point. So we just finished up the editing over the course of the year, early this year, submitted,
1: and then um, we're here today. That's that's a big effort, though. That's that's big congratulations on your part. They actually had this on Netflix. You're very welcome. And. You know, another thing, too, is like, you know, to me, the hardest thing when it comes down to comedy is the most subjective and the most hardest thing that you can actually come up with because everybody's humor is different. Everybody hits on different levels of humor. And Mm -hmm. that's the most challenging thing, too, because, you know, there's difference between the United States and the UK and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be very, this show is going to be very interesting on how it's translated into all different countries and stuff like that, too. So that's something Mm -hmm. that I really have to say about that. But, you know, the thing that I have to say the most that I admire about the show is the fact we have this girl who's kind of shy, kind of timid in the work field. There's nothing. She's like a fish out of water. She thinks that, okay, well, I got this job now Mm -hmm. and the very first pilot episode. And then she goes from a transformation period. I want to say probably in the fourth episode, she probably goes into a transformation period where she Mm -hmm. winds up becoming who she is. And we know. Or from i like also too like at the very beginning you actually give this is like a prequel to me where basically yeah. you have the setup where the co-workers are all afraid of abby at first and they're talking about oh my god she's coming she's coming Code red, basically, and then all yeah. of a sudden <laughs> you have the aspect of how you look at people, and then yeah. you have the aspect of how they, they also
2: perceive it, because that's reality. That's exactly
1: realities. Yeah, I love how you did that. That's very mm-hmm. because it's about employee-employer uh, relationships, relationships on how they view. Yeah. It. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, and because eventually in life. Everything is going to be about perspective. If I tell you, I said, I'm sorry, you might be hearing, you know, whatever, just let's move on. While I'm saying, I'm sorry for what happened, you know, and I find that even for me, we starting off my career and then growing into the level i'm at today i find that some of the things i experienced when i was just kicking off is the same thing some people who are just starting out to perceive you know of me they'll be like she's so tough but the truth is i just want to get work done you know so um i think that's what the show also brings to to the fore: perspectives
1: on growth and how we perceive each other at the workplace most definitely and i like that too because to be honest with you, I have never seen a show where they actually look at two different perspectives. It's always like one sided perspectives. Mm-hmm. And the way that you did the creativity with that, I thought that was really excellent. In the way that they, you brought that together, because it's hard to do that.
2: Yeah, I, I think what just uh, definitely I was re- definitely inspired to write that. Ali, that was the first. It was the pilot I wrote first. And the moment I read it, I, yeah, okay, this is it. This is the tone I'm going for. This is this is just it. And then uh, you know, continue working on.
1: But yeah, I definitely like that. And like I said, this is basically a prequel in the setup. of how we're introduced to Abby because we're also introduced in that kind of way though too because it's kind of like you're introducing the audience for the first time just as the characters are being introduced to her for the very first time on how they see Mm -hmm. her so I like that introduction level on that and then you go Mm -hmm. into this office and you're shy you're timid you don't know what to expect from this design company you think this Mm -hmm. is going to be at first you're thinking okay well this is going to be an easy breezy job because I'm good Mm -hmm. at what I do then you realize oh crap I'm not I don't have this figured out as I as I do that that I thought that are
2: taught, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. And, you know, I also like that, I mean, I've had a couple of interviews, but I do like the fact that you noticed that beginning because for me, It's about telling the story from the end to the beginning to the end. If you get what I'm saying, usually stories just start out, you know, you just see this naive young lady. uh, But what that first scene does, it piques because when you hear, when she comes in, you're like, what? She's so small. Why why is everyone, you know, running, you know? And then she's telling you, I mean, this is where I got to. I mean, today you're going to see a vice president of marketing on Ron row, vice president of, you know, president of one brand and everybody sees you at that level but they forget that there is a journey to it to get in there so for me it was important to start out as she's established but I need to take you on the journey of her becoming who she is in the first scene and of course as you now explore the episodes you get to see her, her, her troubles her weaknesses her joys her uptides, and um her journey really you get to explore that
1: right her ups and downs and here's yeah. the thing everybody thinks okay you're gonna start from the top but no people don't realize you have to work from the bottom and scramble through Go everything to the top exactly yes yeah. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're going to college, it doesn't matter what you did or what your experience is, you're always going to start from the bottom and say, okay, you yeah. know what, we're going to take a chance on you, but we're going to start you off in the mailroom, for example, or we're going to start yeah. you off over here. And then you yeah. can advance. And this is what this woman is doing. This is what Becoming Abby is about. It's about yeah. a churning of this young woman who has, who's trying to get the experience, but also feels like a fish out of water and i also like how you break the fourth wall though too in this which is very clever because Mm. this is what i this is what i said on my she hawk review i said you Mm -hmm. can do that you can break the fourth wall but it's the delivery of breaking the fourth wall that you can do and the delivery Mm -hmm. of it if if it falls apart one little thing can go wrong with breaking the fourth wall but it's about the delivery of it and how you do it You did Mm -hmm. it moodily i think and you transition into that very smoothly into that bringing the fourth wall introducing us to new characters and the very first thing where you introduce one family member that just happens to pop up on the bed which
2: yes I yes up. i wasn't ready to introduce her yet but she always comes like this is her so you might as well meet her yes right
1: <laughs> but yeah i definitely let the fourth wall break i thought that was fantastic and yeah you know a thing the thing that i like though too is like how diverse it is and this is also dealing with a woman who's strong and independent and all in the workforce and I I love women of power and I Mm -hmm. also like Mm -hmm. diversity I also like women of color coming up and recognizing what their talents are and Mm -hmm. working in the workforce the way they are and it's, to me, it's fantastic. It fills my heart to see something like that being adapted onto the screen because I love strong, independent women. I love mm-hmm. that kind of diversity within different shows. And I think that you shine that through your writing and through your acting. Thank you.
2: I think it's also what was also important for me is to just have humanity on display. You know, uh, women, it's not, it's not a one size fit or you can be loud. Some people can be very fashionable. Some people can look very bold. some people can look timid but everyone is good at what they do you know and so for me it wasn't about making you know the women look monotonous it was about just how do i the the beauty and colority if i am to use that word of women and what they're capable of even when it comes to her mom so you find that abby is interacting with her colleagues in english or when she's at home she's speaking her local dialect with my, her right. mom. So it's hmm. not about trying even to form or sort of create a, a, a non-existent world to the viewers. It's about, let me just take you even into her home and see how she's, you know, it's not about the makeup. It's not about who's there. Because actually at home, you are not there with the family. So everybody has their shoulders down, relaxed. So it was important for me to explore both work and home um, within the workplace and outside the workplace. Right,
1: the because... Home. see I'm just gonna use this as an example though all right and Mm -hmm. the perfect example is the new house of the dragon HBO max series right Mm -hmm. so you have this uncle and you have this niece who talks in the Tigerian dialogue Mm -hmm. and so, therefore, that language is between the two of them. So, whatever mm-hmm. dialogue that, that person that they have, they're not going to talk in the same kind of dialect that you would talk outside of those walls. Okay. And that's exactly what you did here, where it's like, okay, the way I conversate with you at work is going to be totally different than what how I am mm-hmm. on the um, streets, right? Yeah. And from, yeah. my family and friends. So, yeah. uh, definitely mm-hmm. that, how you managed to find that balance between the two of them yeah. as well. And then even the boss who's been there for five mm-hmm. years, and then she mm-hmm. winds up, something winds up happening to her, I'm not going to to spoilers but yeah <laughs> uh, because there's a lot that to actually unpack on that one but you know i love the the boss and how mm-hmm. she's trying to help you come up mm-hmm. and try to prepare you for life because that's what yeah. it is It's basically like that's
2: really what it is yeah. and i mean again you uh, see i find that with life again perspective matters a lot She's trying to bring you up, but she's also trying to mark her territory, you know. Um, And by the time you go into further episodes, you find that there are other types of bosses. So it's not a one-size-fits-all boss reality. Abby literally has the MD, the MD's wife, her former boss, you know, a new boss that comes in. So it's like you see her relationship with four different senior uh, professionals. And the kind of interactions that can take place so even as a as a viewer possibly is working in an organization who possibly won't have people reporting to them you can literally watch the four of those um, team leads or those managers and see yourself and decide if you still want to be that type of leader or you want to be this other leader that gets the job done without being you know brash or um you know not nice to to staff so yeah those are things we wanted to explore it's just an exploration of humanity and relationships because Again, in life, everything boils down to relationship. But I love friendship, work. It's all about relationship. In the home place, parent relationship, love relationship, work relationship,
1: friendship. So
2: it's right. just exploration of you. It's a combination of everything, everything
1: rolled into one. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Because, that, and to be honest with you, doing something like that with the writing and the ability is actually hard to try and counteract all that mm-hmm, and things like mm-hmm. that too. So kudos for you for writing so- and finding that balance. So, yeah,
2: I think what also helped was, um, just also before, you know, the writing was completed, it was also about me deciding who those characters were up from. Um, it wasn't just about, you know, figuring it out as I, as I go. The characters were also just unveiling themselves. Okay, who is this manager? She, he, she, is he, tough. And the reason is because she wants to mark her territory. Why for another manager, she's tough, not because she wants to mark her territory. In fact, she's very bold, but she's tough because she needs to get the job done. There's a difference between those two types of people. Um, right. You know, so for me, it was important. Um, there's this other lady who is nicer, who is softer. Why? Could it be because she doesn't have, you know, if, uh, you know, someone to talk to? Could it be that she sees herself in Abby? And so because of that, she's mm. more soft towards Abby. Uh, could this be that the way she sees Abby, Abby is creative, this was how she was when she also started her own career. So literally, it's about looking at these characters and see what are their motivations, um, what are their interests, what what are the reasons why they do why you know what they do, um, because again, in life, um, we all do we all do the you know stuff based on reasons you know you you say that you know you've seen this and you thought it was nice enough to review um, you know so there's there a thousand reasons I'm, I'm on this call because on this on this podcast because I wanted to talk about it so there's always a reason for everything so I believe that in writing when you're able to figure out the whys of each character I mean actors also have to figure it out because then they can bring in the in nuances in the acting but as a writer you have to figure it out Um, there's a current project I'm writing and I'm like why is this guy So tough, and I just told myself he just wants to prove to his father that he can be a success without graduating from school. That's the only reason why, you know. So, for me, it's about once you can figure out those reasons, then the nuances
0: You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast.
2: you know will begin to unravel themselves in just the day-to-day lives of the characters in, in each um, Right, scene I, each, you know,
1: I totally get that you know and i think that also too, the supervisor the boss over abby also sees mm-hmm. herself as a an, you know a tough woman though too but also mm-hmm. see her as this now this is my first introduction to her but also too, mm. don't forget, um, basically it's hard harder for a woman to stand out, therefore, mm. you know, to stand out on this workforce, especially in a design designer world and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And also too, you know, men think that they can actually do better more better than a woman can or whatever. And you know, I mm-hmm. think that women can do ten times a better job than what a man can do mm-hmm. and everything too, about equal rights. That's what I'm mm-hmm. for. And mm-hmm. I think with her, it's like, well, if I don't be hard on my workers, somebody else is gonna take, yeah. take control of my job, and then a the man's gonna take control of my my area so i Mm -hmm. need to be tough on my workers otherwise they're going to replace me
2: yeah and that's
1: what i get too
2: yeah and that's why you know not to just spill out too much that's why she was sort of putting (laughs) laying the rules down because at the end of the day um something which eventually happens towards the end of the episode you could see the reason why she was guarding away from that because she wanted everything to be perfect she wants the team to act this way because she wants to show that she really knows what she's doing and tries to avoid the unforeseen circumstances that eventually happen. Right. So, again, it goes back to perspective and the reasons why people do um what they do.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And let me just say this. The scene that made me crack up a little bit, too, was the uh, dress scene where she has, like, a yellow dress. And they're like, what the yes. heck are you doing? No, 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 no. Those colors represent another company. You cannot yes. do that. Yes, And I was like, oh my God. I said that, that brought, speaking of perspective, that brought into a perspective for me because I didn't think about other, co- other colors with, they actually coincide with other companies. So yes. that's something new for me that yeah, I never it's, experienced.
2: It's, it's an advertising world, you know, it's an advertising right. world. You, you live and breathe your clients. You get what I mean? And your clients have i mean i don't want to call them enemies but that's what they are competition and so one of the things that you you are clear in terms of a competition's branding and their you know world and their speak is their color their brand color if i call you know a food brand now let's say mcdonald's you know their color if i call pepsi you know their color. if i call the coca-cola like. you know their color you get even without seeing one you can think and the color comes to your mind. So you can imagine what it will be for the client. If I the client knows their competitor's color, and so you enter wearing a dress with the client's, co- your, their competitor's color, it's, it could be messy. It could be yeah. messy. I think mean, they see you outside and, you know, you could, nobody has control over that. But it's like you're just, I'm coming into your office to remind you of your competition, if you get what I mean. So... Not because the client is even going to talk, but that's also a perspective from the agency side to want to show the client that they care. Exactly. That they're all for them. If you look at the others, the others weren't even wearing the color of the client. It wasn't like they were all wearing yellow, if you get what I mean. But right. they definitely
1: were not wearing red. Exactly. Because here's the thing you can act, because that meeting could go wrong, for example, like you said. But normally can it go wrong but that company said you know what why are they wearing our competitors uh clothes you know Mm -hmm. colors you know what i'm gonna do my business somewhere else exactly because so that's what it's all about though too yeah
2: yeah it's like it's just it's like it's about sensitivity you know that this child doesn't like um gravy and then you're making gravy for the child it's like do you really care about me are you considering the
1: things i like what are idea. your motivations behind yes, right exactly yes, yes. so my other thing is this um so what got you into wanting to do acting and writing and what was uh, your inspirations behind it behind this
2: yes so i've always acted from when i was a child in the church i've always acted in church um when i was in the university as well i've always been um i've really always been a creative person and the painting at my back is my painting. I did that. Oh, that is beautiful, so by all, the way. Yeah, thank you. I've always just, you know, been in the, uh, in the arts here and creative space, but acting has always, is, and will always be my first love. Um as so I did my first movie in 2012 2010 and I think a second in 2012. But I was away from the acting scene because I started working in the corporate space, which is the advertising agency that I that I worked. But as a last year, I, I was telling my husband that say I'm not gonna get into my fifties and tell myself, you know, just looking back and say, Why didn't I do this? Because I know this is my purpose and this is my calling. Um yeah, so and I got into writing a couple of years ago because I felt there were kind of stories I would want to see on screen. Kudos to everyone doing great work out there. But I felt that I had a voice that had not really been explored um, as a Nigerian who is thinking globally. Um, and yes, I really wanted to explore that. And so I started writing. So much, I've been writing scripts. I have scripts. I have other projects that I've been writing, game shows and all of that. But um, last year was when, I, you know, it just dawned on me that, you know what, to come back into the industry fully. i had done a short film. I've done a documentary. Scars, It's about a um, cesarean section and how we want to unstigmatize women. Being treated as weak if they choose cesarean section um, as a child as an option for childbirth, and you know I'd done that, and then I spoke to my partner. And I was like, you know what, I want to. Acting is really my first love, and then writing and then directing. So you know what, I do want to tell the story about my my experience. So what a better way to come back into the industry, in the big bang, than telling the story of why I've been away from the industry? Um, so that was really what inspired um coming and actually the title came to me first in June. I was just sleeping and I just felt. Like the Holy Spirit woke me up and I just woke up and they tried to just keep becoming happy and I wrote it down. And that's when it just occurred to me you're going to tell the story of your journey um, to becoming who you are uh, as a today, uh, as a marketing professional. So,
1: and then yeah, we're here today. <laughs> <laughs> that's just awesome though, because you step away mm-hmm. for a while and it's like, you know what? You're self examining yourself, right? It's like, yeah. is this really my passion over here? Or mm-hmm. do I land more on the acting side? And then it's like you're doing tug of war with your mind is like, okay. I know what I want to do. Now I need to go in and break away from what I have to do. And you're taking a risk. I feel like in life would take a risk on yeah. doing anything that we do and love yeah. doing because yeah. because i could just imagine the anxiety is like well what happens if people don't receive this well what happens if this what happens if this but i have yeah. a thing here i have this saying i'd rather feel at like trying than not try at all mm-hmm,
2: just, mm-hmm. yes it, because um right. there's something i always say like I, I i was like if we never try we'll never know exactly you know if we never try we'll never know and I honestly didn't even know that it would, I mean, get to this point where i will be having conversations on, oh, he's going to Netflix globally. Like, that wasn't even the intention. It was just about me saying, acting is my calling, it's my purpose, I just want to act. Like, nothing else matters. And I wrote the stories, the kind of stories I want to see myself uh, featuring. I invested in it. I mean, there are a couple of people we spoke to who also turned us down. And then my partner and I was like, we had better put our money where our mouth is. If we really really want to do this just go 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 just all go for our studios, it we just you know and so to see that we're new in the industry and we submitted that to the distribution company film want, we sent it to netflix and they're like oh we like this and it's just so just such a humbling experience like if it wasn't going to go global I, I would still be grateful you know if they picked it up not because i don't trust who i am but you know there's it, it's it's a risk too on the end it's you're a new voice uh, you haven't been tested and trusted, if you get what I mean. And uh, so it was,
1: but uh, well, we definitely put in the good work. We definitely put in the good work. Well, I just want to say this I wish you a lot of success with Thank your show. Big you. congratulations for Netflix picking this up. They know what they have. I hope that there's a season two in front of this as well. And I love how passionate you are for this project. And I love mm-hmm. what you're doing. Keep up the great work. And I know you. you're very welcome. And that's I'm just going to say this, this is going to be it for as far as the interview process goes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But mm. it's seriously, if you ever want to come on back onto my show and mm. want me to review any of your stuff, let me know because seriously, I like to actually have more of a conversation with you and things like that. I'm enjoying this conversation back and forth yeah. between the two of us because <laughs> yeah. seriously, I mean, up that you mentioned because I feel that passion. I feel that heat that you have when it comes down for for what you love doing, which is acting, which is writing, which is doing everything that you can possibly do, and you're being. I mean, less. this is what I live for. This is this is this is.
2: If I'm dreaming, if I'm writing a script, once I sleep, I'm still dreaming of that story. Like this is this is it. This is yes. what
1: I live for. Storytelling this is it you see that's how i feel about this podcast too because this mm-hmm. is what i live for this is what i breathe mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like i need insurance i need i need a way of actually surviving <laughs> yes so, and it's the reason why uh, i'm
2: doing uh, right. the corporate job as well right. is to support right.
1: my dreams and and my visions as well. exactly but thank you so much thank Balu. You i do appreciate you. this this has been such a great conversation between the two of us mm-hmm. go on in and check out becoming abby it's a great show i strongly recommend it our review will be dropping uh, right after it airs on the 28th of october i hope that everybody checks this out you guys are missing out on some great original content because everybody's like oh where's all all we're getting is marvel stuff well guess what take a break from the comic book stuff take a break from all this other stuff and watch something that's original authentic and also too something that you can relate to and yeah. check out becoming Abby. and always until next time guys have a great and safe day and bye-bye